Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Welcome to the Cotton Club crew. Um, today, I'm just running at it solo. Uh, it's Kendall here. Um, you know, I'm just going to be talking some hoops today. You know, we've gotten some new hoops news the past couple of days regarding staff, uh, some returning players, uh, some portal contacts, you know. So I'm just going to kind of go through what's happened here in the last week or so, just with uh, any news that we've gotten that you could have missed. And I'm going to kind of just talk about the impact of that news and, um, you know, what the next step forward for this program is, you know, this summer when it comes to transfer targets, more staff news, et cetera, et cetera. Like just kind of the basic stuff, because, you know, I I love talking basketball and, you know, I'm kind of just working with what, what I got here because I just want to keep talking and you know, given my thoughts on what's going on within the program. So, you know, let's really kind of get right into it. Um, I'm just going to lead off with the news that we've gotten here within the last couple of days, really. Um, Robert Jennings and Pop Isaacs both announcing they will return to Texas Tech next season. And, you know, it Grant McCaslin winning over those two specifically and just kind of winning some guys over to stay with the program is just it's just huge um you know when Chris Beard left there was a lot of people in under the portal but coach Adams was able to keep a lot of guys in there but you know that was a I I don't want to say easier for Mark Adams but he did have the advantage of knowing all those guys because he had been around them and been coaching them the entire season prior and the possibly seasons prior you know to keep certain guys there 
Um, Coach McCaslin, let's be real. A lot of these guys, he had probably had very limited contact with if he'd ever talked to them. You know, um, he more than likely maybe recruited a guy like Robert Jennings early in his recruiting process. But, you know, being that he was at North Texas, um, he probably didn't get a whole lot of contact with Robert Jennings. And I doubt if he had had much to any contact with Pop Isaacs uh, prior to getting the Texas Tech job. But, you know, it, it needs to be said, um, Robert Jennings, he's just scratched the surface of what he can do as a player. Um, he was used primarily as a backup big, uh, but at his frame, I think that he can be much, much more than just a backup big. Uh, I think with his size and athleticism, he can develop into much more than that. He can develop into a forward that is very versatile. We saw, you know, his mid-range jumper. It was very, very smooth from the short corner. We saw it quite a few times this year. Um, he can be a dog on the boards. Uh, he was aggressive when he had the ball in his hands defensively. He's an athletic freak. He can he can block shots, but he can also stay with guards, which a lot of guys his size, that's difficult to do at the college level with how fast some of these college guards are. But, you know, Jennings was a very, very good uh, kind of versatile defender. Um, you could put him on forwards, you could put him on bigs, and you could put him on guards. He was kind of one of those switch-everything type of players, which, um, I'll be honest, Tech didn't have many of them last year, but Jennings definitely was one of them. Uh, so there's a lot, a lot of positive upside that we haven't even seen yet from Jennings that I think a guy like McCaslin is going to be very, very helpful to his development. Um, I think that... You know, it's very underrated in the sense that I think that he fits with McCaslin very well. If you watched any of McCaslin's North Texas teams, but specifically this most recent one, um, the, this year's team was strictly built in Denton off of, you know, just really, really athletic guys um, that were kind of raw. But, you know, as the season went on, a lot of them developed and uh, a lot of those guys over in Denton, they they bought into what Coach McCaslin had, and they ended up winning 30 games in the NIT championship and realistically probably should have been in the NCAA tournament. So um, if that's the type of level that McCaslin can get out of his players um, at North Texas, with all due respect, with the talent level that he had access to there, I'm just sitting here imagining what he can do with the talent access that he'll have in Lubbock. So, you know, moving on from Jennings, a very big name that a lot of people are curious on what he would do following the uh, departure of Mark Adams, and that's Pop Isaacs. Um, you know, a lot of mixed feelings on Pop Isaacs and the way he plays. Uh, he's a very, very effective and talented offensive player defensively shaky at times he is a ball hawk he can get his hands on the ball but sometimes when it comes to just manning up playing man-to-man defense he struggled at times but that's what comes with being you know a true freshman guard in the big 12 uh, it's not easy it's probably one of the more difficult things you can do um, as a player coming into any conference 
at, at the major level is hard, but especially the Big 12. Um, I was so impressed with what Isaacs did on the offensive end of the ball this year. You know, he took he took some questionable shots at times, but when you're that talented and you can shoot the ball the way he can, um, you live with the shots that he takes. And I think McCaslin, I think he's going to be able to hone in some of the wild, uh, I guess, habits that Isaacs had. You know, sometimes he would get a little out of control, um, kind of force some things when uh, when offensively things weren't going well. Or if he got hot, he would take heat check, which I got no problem with. Um, but there's just, he's a very raw talent, but also... To me, when you look at Isaacs, I see an NBA-level talent in him because of his shooting ability, because of his ball handling, and the glimpses we saw of his playmaking in, in the high pick-and-roll, um, and the pick-and-pop, and getting able to get guys the ball. Um, you know, he's kind of a full package that just kind of needs some help steering uh, with some of his talents. So, you bring in a guy like McCaslin, who is been known for helping develop players and develop just a just a team in general um I think it's kind of almost a match made in heaven and so we're gonna see the differences and changes in the possible style of play of pop um you know I I want him to keep shooting I want him to keep doing the things he does but I think the castling can kind of help hone in some of some of his flaws and help him go to that next level of Big 12 guard, you know, all Big 12 type of player um, because he can be that. You know, look at what he did his freshman year, averaging double digits. He was a hell of a three-point shooter, arguably one of the best three-point shooters in the entire conference. Um, he showed glimpses uh, that he is just explosive. He can get to the rim um, when he's healthy, which healthy that, that his health kind of derailed him in the middle of this last season, you know, getting hurt at home against West Virginia with his ankle, um, that kept him out for a month or so. Uh, so, you know, we haven't even seen a fraction of what pop Isaacs can do. So kind of just being optimistic with what he can do. Personally, based off what I've seen, I see a guy that can average close to 20 points a game. I see a guy that, you know, with the right people working with him, you can get him to the point where he's averaging five, six assists a game because of the way he sees the floor and his speed. And I just think that that needs a little touching up. And I think that Coach McCaslin will do that. But, you know, let's just kind of keep moving forward here on the player aspect of things um let's talk about the transfer portal uh you know the portal it's uh it's a crazy thing you know tech kind of got behind the ball in the portal because of uh having to wait for mccaslin to finish up his season and you can't be mad about that because it's uh it it's crazy that even waiting until you know the first or second of april can put you behind the eight ball, you know, but that's just kind of how it went for tech waiting for their guy. So now you're kind of just fighting an uphill battle. There's still hellishly good names out there. Um, 
you know, and Tech has contacted some of them. I want to just give a shout out to Guns Up Nation's uh, Jacob Harris for adding me in on his um, his transfer contact list that of guys that Tech has talked to. I'm going to just point out some players that I think would be great for Tech to have. Um, no clue on, you know, if Tech will have a realistic shot at them. But I'm just going to kind of stay optimistic with it and talk about just the level of players they are and, you know, who really could have a chance to end up in Lubbock, which I don't necessarily know that there's a ton of them. Um, And I could butcher some names here, so just bear with me. I'm going to start with a very obvious one. Um, North Texas is Tyler Perry. Uh you know, played for McCaslin, obviously, was a star player. Um, you know, was the best player in the NIT, if I'm being real. He is a smaller guard, which, you know, Tech is kind of used to nowadays with uh, last year having a backcourt of Harmon and uh, Harmon and Isaacs. So, with Harmon departing, it wouldn't shock me to see another small guard brought in. And I preferably would like that to be Tyler Perry. Um, average 17 points a game, uh, three three rebounds, two assists, uh, over one steal a game. He he's a hell of a player. Shot 43% from the field, 41% from three, and 87% from the line. Um, you know, there's a lot of big time schools reaching out to Perry, uh, Arkansas, Alabama, Florida are three of the big names that I know he's already uh, planned visits to and taken a couple. Um, But the main thing with Tyler Perry that Tech has the biggest advantage is we have his old head coach. And not only do we have his old head coach, but McCaslin has brought in three staff members from that old staff at North Texas. So, you know, there's relationships that have already been built there, and that is a very, very large advantage. Um, we've already seen a lot of players go with their coach to specific schools. Uh, off the top of my head, just trying to think here, uh, you know, uh, what's his name from VCU? Mike Rhodes ended up at Penn State and took the A-10 player of the year with him. Like, and that that Atlantic 10 conference is a hell of a hell of a conference. So that's not a not anything to look away from. Ace Baldwin, you know, he he was probably him getting hurt was the reason that uh that VCU lost in the tournament and he is going to Penn State and I think I hope we see a very similar situation here with Tyler Perry following uh Grant McCaslin. But, you know, you never know what's going to happen with these guys. But, you know, let's touch on some of the Big 12 players that have been reached out to by uh, Texas Tech. Um, let's start with Iowa State's Caleb Grill. Uh, he has been contacted by Tech. Uh, hasn't been a lot of updates on, you know, what that has led to. But let's just start with Caleb Grill, who he is as a player. Um it has to be touched on first. Caleb Grill was uh, removed from the Iowa State basketball team. Um, not a lot of information on exactly why. He put out a statement saying that he said some things that he shouldn't have and he got kicked off the team. Uh, 
you know, that's obviously very noteworthy. But, you know, moving past that, that's just talking about him as a player. If you remember what he did to Tech in Lubbock and in uh, Ames, you know that Caleb Grill is an elite three-point shooter. Uh, he is a top-tier guy. Um, when it comes to just pure shooting, uh, he you get him in his spots. Uh, he's just insane. Uh, go and look at the preseason tournament they played um, when he played against North Carolina, who was ranked number one at the time, put up 30 points. I think made eight or nine threes uh, and was just near perfect in that game. Uh, specifically against Tech in Lubbock, uh, he, I think, hit at least five or six threes and that was just really in a very short time span because of if everyone remembers that comeback that happened um, really in the second half of the second half is when that happened. Uh, Caleb Grill did a lot of his damage far before that but you know Caleb he's a lengthier guy he stands about 6'3-ish uh you know he is he's talented that's all I'm gonna say on him really like he he's a really really talented guy uh he's really good defensively you know average more than a steal a game um you know this season he he really started to kind of come into his own. Iowa State fans had a lot of issues with him in past years because of his inconsistencies, but he was finally starting to get it figured out from the three-point line this year Um, and just some unfortunate circumstances with his back injury and then getting kicked off the team. um, I don't think we've seen Caleb Grill's er, ceiling yet. But moving on from Grill, uh, I'm going to hit on Avery Anderson uh, from Oklahoma State. You know, he he's he came in, I believe, with Cade Cunningham uh, back during the COVID year, and he might have been a freshman the year before that or something. But just kind of hitting on what I know about Avery Anderson, he's a hell of a defender, one of the best defenders in the Big 12 last season. Um, you know, he hasn't fully came into his own yet on the offensive end of the ball. He had some inconsistencies there uh, with his shot, finding his own shot. But he was an elite defender. And I think that he has traits that would translate so well for Tech if he isn't in nearly as big of a role. Um, if he's kind of more of a secondary player that that maybe your main on-ball defender kind of focused on that, I think he would make a hell of an impact for, uh, for Tech. But there hasn't been a lot of updates on what we know. Um, on the Avery Anderson end, but those are two names that I really, really would like to to really possibly get. And the last one I'm going to touch on here, uh, it is a transfer from Penn State. Uh, he's a freshman. Um, I, I don't know if I'm going to pronounce this right. Keba Nige? I I'm not 100% sure if that is how you pronounce his name, but I'm going to go with it. Um, but, you know, he is a very, very raw freshman. Um, he only averaged three points, three rebounds, but, you know, that was in very limited minutes, uh, 14 minutes a game, really. Um, he's 6'10", a lot of potential, especially on the defensive end. I think he, uh, he could be a very, very good rim protector, um, with the right coaches, 
Um, you know, just kind of going and looking at his games, he had some really solid games. In the NCAA tournament uh, against Texas A&M, you know, he, in 17 minutes, he had eight points and three boards. Um, you know, and eight points really was uh, kind of his threshold this year. He had a season high of 12 points. Um, but he, the, he, it was just inconsistent playing time for him at Penn State and with, a with a new coach going to Penn State, I think that that guy is definitely gettable. I would really like to bring him in because obviously Tech is lacking bigs with, uh, Kevin O'Banner being gone, Fardaz Amac, uh, leaving to go to Cal, um, Daniel Bacho entering the portal, I mean, those are your three main rotation big guys, all more than likely gone. So you're gonna need, uh, you're gonna need to go get some guys. And I think, uh, I think Nige is a guy that you can bring in, and I guess really just kind of hope to develop him. But you know, let's move on past. Uh, Pass any transfer talk. Um, let's just talk about this staff. Uh, you know, Tech has brought in now three guys um, from North Texas to be on the staff. Um, the strength and conditioning coach, uh, Andrew Wright, has joined. Um, if you guys remember, there was a picture circling around around the time of the NIT when the, when North Texas played at uh, at Oklahoma State, there was a picture circling around of uh, Coach Wright with a huge-ass boom box on his shoulder. I really hope that's the type of energy he's bringing to, uh, to Texas Tech because that's the type of guy I can get behind. Um, other, other guys being added um, are just a couple assistants. Matt Brower, uh, he was at North Texas with... Uh, Coach McCaslin and Achoki Moikobu, I think is how you pronounce it. Um, he's also coming over from North Texas. Those are the only names that have been announced so far. Um, and I think that's more so because they're coming from North Texas. So it, it's kind of just a smooth transition for McCaslin to announce them. Um, I think he will bring in other assistants. A name that keeps coming up, which I have no idea, I have no sources, uh, no idea how likely it is, but a name in Ben McCollum that keeps coming up, and that is a name that I truly, truly hope ends up in Lubbock. Uh, He is a fantastic coach. He's from my neck of the woods. He was born in Iowa City, um, spent a lot of his young coaching career here in the state of Iowa, so I kind of have a little more insight on the type of coach he is. And let me tell you, the main thing, if you don't know who he is, he's the head coach at Division II Northwest Missouri State. Um, he's won five national titles there, which, you know, it's D2, but five national titles is crazy at any level for a head coach. Um, he is a guy that kind of, he's an offensive-minded coach, but he also plays to his players' strengths when it comes to tempo and that type of stuff. Um, he, how do I put this? He gets a lot of talent of guys that are those fringe D2, D1 guys 
and he turns them into really to me when you watch them division 1 like division 1 basketball players when you watch northwest missouri state you're watching a d1 basketball team whether whether it's their label or not i don't care like watching northwest missouri state is like watching a goddamn D1 basketball team, and it's a good one too. Like they, they, they cruised to some of their national championships with literally no pushback, um, and that's hard to do at the D2 level. There's a lot of talent there that um, that we've started to see more of with schools like Merrimack coming up and uh, almost competing and getting into the NCAA tournament in their first couple years. Uh, if it wasn't for that stupid four-year rule. But, you know, Ben McCollum is a guy that if if McCaslin can actually get him to Lubbock, that's a game-changer because that is an elite-level coach. You probably, if you bring McCollum in, you more than likely have one of, if not the best assistant in the nation. Um, It's just facts. Ben McCollum has been sought after by uh, D1 programs that he has rejected. Um, you know, as early, as late or as recent as this year, um, I believe he turned down the job at Buffalo uh, for the head coaching spot, which Buffalo isn't a pushover school. You can be successful there. That's where that's where Nate Oates came from. Texas Tech played Buffalo back in 2019 in the NCAA tournament on that uh, when the year they were runner-ups. Like, we played them, and they you can be very successful at Buffalo. So it's not like he's just turning down no-name schools. So if you're able to bring him in as an assistant, when I'll be honest, McCollum is a guy that I would have liked as a head coach if, if, it, if that were in the books. So... You know, I don't necessarily know what to expect with the rest of the staff, but, you know, the name Ben McCollum even coming up has me super excited. Um, It is unfortunate to lose some guys off the staff, like uh, Darby Rich, which, let me tell you, he is such a likable guy. Um, Very obvious with a lot of the players that had been around him. Everyone seemed to really just have a, a just kind of a connection to Darby because of how good he was as a strength coach. But you know that just kind of comes with the game when you bring in new staff. Um, you know those guys were on Mark Adams' staff, not Grant McCaslin's staff. And as unfortunate as that is, um, it's just something that's going to happen. Uh, there's that's the business side of of basketball, and it's unfortunate, but we kind of just have to move on with the new coaches and give them our full support. But you know that's kind of that's kind of all I got for you on today's short shorter episode. Um, but you know I'd like to kind of get into this weekly, just kind of almost like a basketball review, uh, weekend review type of thing. Just talking about any updates we have on anything in the portal, anything with the coaching staff, um, any specific players. Um, you know, I haven't heard anything about any other players as far as uh, guys who could be staying or leaving. 
Um, it's a good sign that guys like Jalen Tyson, Kerwin Walton, Damarian Williams um, aren't in the portal quite yet. Uh, I don't think they will enter, especially not Jalen Tyson. I think that guy, I think he's one that will definitely stay. And let me tell you, um, if you've been listening to us all year, there's no guy more excited about that than me. So, you know, just kind of keep your eyes peeled out on Twitter. Um, I'll be retweeting a lot of things on my personal account and uh, the Cotton Club crew account just about basketball news. Um, if you have any questions with it, about the basketball program, my DMs are open on my personal Twitter. The DMs are open on the Cotton Club crew Twitter. Hell, even at the Viva Twitter, feel free to shoot some questions over there about anything within the basketball program. I would love to answer or even just share some thoughts of you guys of what you kind of think about where this program is going, you know, what looks up. If there's any players out there you'd like me to talk about that are in the portal and what they could bring to tech, um, just really anything. I kind of want to interact with more fans um, of this podcast. So feel free to shoot me a DM. Um, I'd more than love to talk to some of you guys about uh, just anything basketball related. That's kind of what I do. So feel free to shoot us a DM. Um, You know, this has been a fun episode, just kind of reviewing some things. But, you know, thank you for listening. And, you know, the guys will be back with another episode probably around Tuesday. Uh, You know, recapping baseball and things like that. So, you know, thank you for listening. Wreck them and uh, I'll see you next time.